So I was wearing my hoodie and I was wearing my big baggy sweatpants. And I got on the plane and I'm sitting there with a chemistry book, studying chemistry, right? Because I'm a student, college student, studying chemistry. And a woman comes and she sits down next to me on the plane. And she's sitting next to me and then she starts talking. Um, you know, what are you studying? Oh, I'm studying chemistry. What are you studying to be a drug dealer? Excuse me? Hey guys, real quick, Dr. Dale here. All right, so I want you guys to do me a favor. Before you start this episode, please hit that pause button and click subscribe or click follow or click like, whatever it is. We work really hard to bring you guys this good information to uplift the entire community. And we really appreciate you guys supporting our efforts and our work. Love you guys. Enjoy the episode. Today, the author of How to Raise a Doctor Wisdom from Parents Who Did It, the author of Pre-Med Mondays, the author of Black Men and White Coats, the author of the Doctor Doc Children's Series, and the author of a new book that I will be releasing in a month or two or something like that called Author and Expert to Teach Individuals Like You um, How to Write Self-Published Books the Way I Do and Kind of Position Yourself in Your Field um, in a Certain Way if That's What You're Interested in Doing. This is the Black Men and White Coats podcast. So today's different. Today's going to be a different type of episode because who's the guest? I am the guest. I wanted to do a solo episode. It was actually my brother's idea, Dr. Daniel's idea. He was, um, you know, we're going through our lineup and we have all these people that we're going to interview, et cetera. He was like, you know what? People haven't kind of heard your story. People haven't heard, um, you know, why we do black men and white coats. And some people know it. Yeah. If you've been rocking with us for a while, you know it. But probably most people don't quite know where um, all this kind of came from. So, I'm going to tell you the the very kind of some of the origins. I'm not going to go through my whole life story, none, none of that stuff, but I'm going to tell you kind of the impetus for when Black Men and White Coats, not when it started, but when the, I, the, the feeling to do something about all this, when that came. I'm going to share that story with you today. Um, before I hop into that, let me remind you all, the scholarship, MCAT scholarship, we're going to be paying for MCATs, and we're not getting enough people applying. We have people applying, but... Some of you all are applying and not completing the thing. You gotta, you gotta fill everything out. You gotta follow the instructions, right? Um, we want to give you the money. I can't take this money home, right? This is money that that's been donated for us to give to you. So I can't give this money. I want to give it to you. We want to give you the money, help you take care of the MCAT, take care of your MCAT costs. So apply. All you gotta do is apply, finish everything out. And we're gonna be giving out some money. But anyways, this week's winner is Miss Trinity Oliver. Miss Trinity Oliver from Howard University, um, phenomenal application. Trinity looked over your stuff, and I think you're going to make an excellent, outstanding individual in the healthcare field. Um, so I'm going to put your video right here. Hi, everyone. My name is Trinity Oliver. I'm a sophomore biology major with chemistry and journalism minors at Howard University. 
I am also on a pre-med track and a member of the third cohort of the CAR STEM Scholars Program, which prepares high-achieving STEM students for a career in research. So consequently, I want to be a physician scientist, which means that I both want to be a doctor and do research. And I just overall think that for the clinical side of things, I'm going to make the medical field a better place because I really want to advocate for the amount of youth who aren't being treated by pediatric rheumatologists and just bring awareness to the fact that kids can get arthritis too. We need to focus more on the autoimmune diseases of muscle and joints in children because if we overlook it, then there will be a lot more kids that will have long-term, lifelong, and life-altering problems. And I really hope that Black Men in White Coats helps me fund my MCAT for the first step of my medical journey. Again, congratulations to you, Trinity. So all you got to do to get your money is shoot us an email, info at blackmenandwhitecoats.org, and we'll communicate with you and tell you how it all works. But we got your MCAT covered. Congratulations, Trinity. All right. So, man, let me tell you guys about why we do what we do. Why we do what we do. And it's for a lot of reasons. I'll just kind of tell you some of the, the key points in terms of how Black Men and White Coast came to be. And, and it, it kind of goes back to my college years. And really, I always tell people that my first great mentor was a guy named Dr. Ellis Ingram. And Dr. Ingram is still, still a phenomenal mentor to me. He's actually on the board for diverse medicine. But Dr. Ingram ran a program in Columbia, Missouri. I went to the University of Missouri. He ran a program called the Caleb Science Club. Caleb Science Club, him and his wife, uh, Pamela Ingram, they run, run that program. So I got pulled into that program when I was in undergrad and did a lot of work with it in medical school as well. But in undergrad, I got pulled into the program. And, and it, really the big thing for me, the takeaway there was watching how he mentored people, watching how he was impacting people's lives. And he didn't have to do it. He felt as though that was part of his mission. Um, a calling from God to go in there and help some of these inner city kids in Columbia, Missouri. And not just the inner city kids, he was helping all of us. He was helping the, the pre-meds, the med students, the residents, everybody. He was kind of one that we all kind of looked up to and, and he helped us get to the next level. And so many people who've gone through his program have, have gone on to do great things. So I kind of watched him, how he moved peripherally. And, and that gave me an idea as to the type of person um, that I wanted to be from a mentorship standpoint, right? So I was Dr. Ellis Ingram. When I was a junior in college, I was um, flying to my cousin's wedding. So I was in, I was in Columbia, Missouri, drove to St. Louis, because back in the days, Columbia, Missouri didn't really have any airports, right? They had the little rinky-dink propeller airplanes that I wasn't trying to fly in any of those things, right? So I would always go to St. Louis or KC, but this time I went to St. Louis, and then um, I flew to Chicago for, for my cousin's wedding. And you know, I was, I don't know, uh, I was a junior in college, so I would have been 20 at that time, probably. And I was dressed like we used to dress back then, right? It was cold, Missouri. I'm dressed like we used to dress. Had my big baggy sweats on, my, my hoodie. You know me, I'm always wearing a hoodie right now. I'm rocking my button in a white coat tee. Check it out. But I've got my hoodie on the floor right next to me. I just took it off for this video. But typically, if I'm at home or doing something relaxed, I'm always rocking a hoodie. That's just what I do. So I was wearing my hoodie, and I was wearing my big baggy sweatpants. And I got on the plane. I'm sitting there with a chemistry book, studying chemistry, right? Because I'm a student, college student, studying chemistry. And a woman comes and she sits down next to me on the plane. And she's sitting next to me and then she starts talking. Um, you know, what are you studying? Oh, I'm studying chemistry. What are you studying to be a drug dealer? Excuse me? I'm studying chemistry, like chemistry, the science. Because I said chemistry, am I studying to be a drug dealer? And then for, you know, for the rest of this flight, she just berates me. She tells me that 
I dress funny. Why do you dress like that? Do you think you're cool? Do you want those guys who's sagging? Uh, why do you talk like that? Yo, doggy, doggy, you think you're cool? Something like that. And she just talks about me. She, doesn't have, she has no idea who I am. But based on the way that I look, the way that I look, maybe it might have nothing to do with my race. I'm not saying it because I'm a black man. I don't know. But something about the way I look led her to believe that my dress was inappropriate. My language was inappropriate. I was studying to become a drug dealer. And I remember she, I remember she, you know, she was berating me the whole flight. And then I remember her telling me something to the effect of nobody's going to take you seriously. You're not going to be successful in life. And I've never forgot that, right? That stung. It was like 15 years ago plus now, right? That stung. And I remember getting off the plane and my, my parents picked me up and talking to my mom and saying, man, this is what happened. Is that what people think when they see individuals who look like me? Is that what people think when they see young black men? And again, maybe it's not because I'm black, but is that what people think? I'm just asking a question. When they see people who look like me, that we're, we can't do anything, that we're going to be failures, we're not going to be successful. And that really stuck with me. And if I had to say one thing that was kind of the, the largest impetus for us doing the work that we do now, it was that day. And the reason is because I thought to myself, here she is criticizing me, somebody she has no idea who I am. And whether purposefully or inadvertently, trying to shake me up from whatever journey I'm on, whatever goals that I was trying to chase to become successful, trying to take me off that path, somehow by criticizing me, by talking about the way I look, telling me I won't be successful. And again, I'm not sure she did it on purpose. Maybe she was just stating her opinions or something. Maybe she was altered from a mental standpoint. I don't know. I don't know why she would say those things that she said, but she said it. And had I not already had that mental fortitude to know that I could be successful, I think at the time I just got accepted to medical school, right? I think I was early in the junior year. I just got my first medical acceptance, right? Had I not had that mental fortitude to know that, hey, I'm a straight A kid. I've worked hard for this, right? I can, I'm going to, I'm going to make it, whatever she said, I'm going to, had I not had that, had I been just some, um, some individual who's just trying to figure out my life, right? Somebody who didn't have the confidence. The thing she said could have really thrown me off. And that bothered me. because I started to think how many people out there are in this situation where this is the information to get from the world. This is the information to get from society that they can be successful that the way they're doing it is wrong, the way they look is wrong, the way they dress is wrong, the way they talk is wrong. How many people are getting that message from society and because they hear it so much, it throws them off and it makes them not wanna go pursue that greatness. And that's stuck with me ever since. And I just always remember thinking, I just, I, I just think to myself like, that's just not cool, that's not fair. It's not cool that people feel as though they have the power to tear other people down. Um, but at the same time, even though it's not fair, even though I don't think it should happen, at the same time, we have to equip those individuals for when things like that do happen, right? So people said, talk about black men and white coats, and I think some people sometimes believe that we're an organization that tries to, tries to um, make excuses or, or, or ask for mercy or, you know, or make it, you know, stuff like that. That is not black men and white coats. That is not what we do. Anybody who does anything with us knows that what we're about is equipping people for greatness. We're not about making excuses. We tell, we tell you like it is. So those of you who've seen the documentary, you know, we tell it like it is. Um, if you haven't seen it, check it out, bmwcmovie.com, bmwcmovie.com. We, we just, we state the past, we state some opinions, we, we state some thoughts. So, you know, we tell it like it is, but we're not making excuses. At the end of the day, we know we've got to get this done. So what do we do is we equip people, right? 
And that incident on the airplane was the strongest inciting factor that I can think of to let me to say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to focus on equipping the next generation of leaders in medicine. From all backgrounds, we do work not just Black people, with, with everybody. However, specifically for individuals from diverse backgrounds. So that actually is kind of the thing that kind of set the platform to get me more involved in mentoring with Dr. Ingram and such. And that, that's where my heart for mentoring came from. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I finished med school. I moved out to North Carolina. Um, where I do my residency at Duke. And when I'm there, I realized that, man, there were so many kids that I used to do work with, with Dr. Ingram's group, like mentoring such that I can't mentor anymore. Like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a way to have better communication for mentors and mentees across the country? So that's where diverse medicine came, comes in place. So right now, everybody's doing the Zoom thing and everybody's getting so used to this distance relationships. When we started that, we, we were doing this a long time ago in medicine. That was our entire premise. That's where diverse medicine, our nonprofit, came from. Um, it was the idea of having web-based mentoring for all. Over the years, we've kind of shifted what we do with the nonprofit and we've, we've separated it to other parts of our organization. However, that was the idea of diverse medicine, web-based mentoring for all. And that started because, again, when I went to North Carolina, I, I, wanted, to, I, I wanted to create something. Um, I wanted to establish something where people can mentor people across the country. And there was no excuse for somebody not to be able to find mentorship. So um, we did that and we still do that through diversemedicine.com now, um, which is another branch of what we do. However, that's where that came from. That's, that's where that came from. Now, Black Men and White Coats itself as an organization, again, if those of you who've watched the film, you would know, this came in 2013 when I saw this report from the um, AAMC saying the number of Black men applying to med school was dropping while other races, race, gender groups, it wasn't dropping like that. It was uh, Black men. There was an issue there. So that's, that's where we started Black Men and White Coats. And, you know, over the years, a lot of things have happened. I actually, so every Monday night, we meet with a group of pre-meds. And I was talking to the pre-meds earlier on. Um, uh, tonight because i'm recording this on a monday night so i was talking to the pre-meds earlier on i was telling them how people talk to us like man black men and white coach y'all just came out of nowhere y'all just doing your thing i'm like no like we've been doing this for a long time um it's just the fact that it's been a long journey of trying to figure things out and helping people and taking one individual at a time now it's like oh yeah you guys are doing such great things you got the film you got the summits all that but all of it started with trying to help one person, one person, one person, one person. And always trying to do what we felt was right. Um, always trying to help the people that we felt needed the help. And the reason I'm taking the time to talk about this and to, and to say this, this whole entire story, is because I want to encourage you all, the listeners. I want to, I want to, let me take a step back. I do, I've done tons, I've a whole lot of Q&A sessions since the documentary came out. Right. Um, a lot of people are asking me to come speak. And so I've just done a whole lot of speaking stuff since this documentary came out. And one question that pretty much, you know, always comes up is, hey, Dr. Dale, what can we do to get involved? And you can tell people are asking that question as if it's a, such a challenging thing, like, man, it's so hard. Like, what can I do? You know, I'm going to get one that says, um, you know, Black people ask a question, but then, you know, um, inevitably I get one from like a white woman or something. I'm a white woman physician. I want to help. How do I help? Um, and I think we really overcomplicate things. We, we, we make things so much more difficult than they have to be. And this is everybody, race aside, this is everybody. We all do this. And the reason I'm telling the story about the airplane, telling the story about moving, telling the story about my mentor, telling the story about seeing the article that led me to start Black Men and White Coats is because all you need to do is do something. All we need to do is do something. And I think that's so critical that 
we forget and we're like, man, how can I do something that's going to be so big and huge? And how can I do something that's going to shake up the world? How can I, how can I make the next black men and white coats? Or how can I do this? You don't have to make the next black men and white coats. You don't have to shake up the world, right? Just try to help one person. That's what we did. We tried to help one person. And that one turned into two and three and four and so on. And, and it grows from there. And it's critical that we realize that. Because if everybody's trying to hit a home run, then we're never going to get to first base, right? Because a whole lot of strikeouts happen if every, every time you're going up to bat, you're trying to hit a home run. Let's get on base first, right? You can't get a grand slam if you don't have people on base. If everybody's going for a home run, a home run, a home run, you know, you can't get that grand slam. So let's get people on base first, one at a time. And everybody can contribute. Everybody can help. And all you need to do, even, even if we're not talking about getting diversity into the field of medicine, um, and by the way, let me, let me mention that it's not just black men that need help, right? Um, the Hispanic population, Hispanic men, right? A lot of other people, Native American population, they really need representation in the field of medicine, okay? So it's not just black men. That's kind of what that data showed initially. That's where it was, it was kind of hard hitting, but um, things are, over the years, we're seeing that, hey, other people need help too. Medicine just needs to be more diversified because we need to make sure these patient populations are getting the care, the access, the attention that they need to stay healthy, okay? Because that's good for everybody. Um, that's very good for everybody. But again, medicine aside, the idea is if you see something, how can you help, right? How can you help? So even maybe somebody needs help with school, maybe you can tutor somebody. Right. Maybe you're somebody who happens to have deep pockets. You got money. Maybe you can pay for a kid's tuition. Right. Just one kid's tuition. Maybe you can't even afford the whole tuition, but you can you can pay for a book for them. Right. Like, what can you do today to help somebody, one person? And I really to the listeners, those of you who are who are like our true listeners who listen to every episode, who watch the, the videos, who subscribe, all that stuff. Um, this message is really for you all. It's, it's it's kind of my plea to ask you all to get involved however you can. Don't just sit back and let other people do the work and say, yeah, they've got it. Get involved however you can. Um, if it means that, even if you don't do the work yourself, but you donate, you don't have to donate to us, but let's say you donate to some group, some organization out there just doing the work. Just find a way to get involved because all it takes is one person sometimes to start something and the ball can get rolling. I never intended to, to build Black Men and White Coast into what it was like when I started all this. That wasn't the idea. The idea was, hey, look, there's an issue. Let's do something about it. That's it. This is a problem. Hey, I'm not going to sit around. I'm going to do something about it. I don't, I don't know what it's going to end up looking like. I don't know the outcome 10, 15 years down the line, but I'm going to do something about it. And I would encourage you all to do the same thing. So, you know, we've all had something happen to us that could be that impetus to get us going. And for Black men and white coats, that impetus was the woman on the airplane who, you know, tried to feel my confidence, try to eat my heart out, but I refuse to let it happen. And, um, you know, to, to the young ones out there listening to this and not even the young ones, to the doctors, because, you know, I think it's just, I won't be surprised if more doctors listen to this than kids, right? Don't let it happen to you. Don't let it happen to you, right? Stay focused, stay on your ground, know your value, know your worth. Work hard, set yourself up so you can help other people. But while you're setting yourself up, it doesn't mean you can't be helping other people on the journey. Help, 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 right? In part, judge your success by how many people you can help. Again, in part, judge your success by how many people you can help. All right, man, I just have to get that one off my heart today because um, I think about it a lot when I get the question of people, you know, they're always like, what can we do to help? What can we do to help? 
And to me, sometimes, honestly, if I'm being real with you, it almost seems like a cop-out. People are like, oh, I want to help, but I don't know how. That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. Everybody should be able to help do something for somebody, right? Um, so ask yourself today, who are you helping? How are you helping somebody? Who are you helping and how are you helping them? Um, shout out to my brother, Dr. Daniel, for encouraging me to do this, this solo episode. Um, um, you know, we'll get the other, we'll, we'll get back to the interviews. I might do a couple more. And I actually want to do an episode with you, Dr. Daniel. I keep on trying to get you on here with me. My brother, you don't want to get on here with me, man. When I say my brother, I mean my literal brother, my older brother, same father, same mother, right? Um, so I'm, I got to try to get you on, this episode, on a podcast with me so we can, um, you know, chop it up and, and um, maybe finish out that argument we had in the barbershop from the documentary. Maybe we'll do that on here. All right. But to the listeners, hey, hey, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button um, on YouTube. If you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, we're trying to build our YouTube following. So please do us a favor. We're working hard, guys. We're trying to impact the community. So go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, share the podcast, all that stuff. Just kind of rock with us, man. Um, if you like the T-shirts, you can get the T-shirts. We get a whole lot of questions. I got somebody asking me um, about when our scrubs coming out. So, hey, we'll, 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 we've been looking into that, too. So um, hang tight about the scrubs, okay? Hang tight on scrubs. And um, But the clothing is BMWC Store. The documentary is bmwcmovie.com. And yeah, that's pretty much what we got for you, premeds. You can find us at premedmondays.com, premedmondays.com. Man, just thanks for rocking with Black Men and White Coast, man. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I'm a little bit solemn today because I'm thinking about <laughs> what we just talked about, and it's really in my heart, man. Please go out and help somebody. So we get so many messages from so many kids who want to do this thing called medicine, and we do our best to help them all. But you know, obviously, we can't reach them all, so we try to direct them where we can. But man, go out, find find somebody to help make a difference in somebody's life today, man. Love you guys. See you next time. Ooh. I want them bad like a daddy, yeah. Only do it like flagger, yeah. I'm kicking flavor, no saga, yeah. Hey, I like them blues. I might go Janet like Jackson. I got the margin, yeah. It's all about progression. Life is like a blessing. Everything a win, loss is like a lesson. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, ain't no time for stressing. I've been really stacking. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, if you wanna go get it, stop playing around. Really got on racks, ain't playing around. Wanna go Stop playing around, really got them racks, ain't playing around Black men, white yeah. coke, shit, we up right now